welcome to the Everyday Board Game Podcast with your hosts, Daniel. And Daniel. See, much better. <laughs> and yes, I'm making a reference to something that's not even going to be on the episode. The episode, yep. Yeah. So if you're just tuning in and you're hearing this as a recorded episode, we just tried this like five times before. And by five, I mean once. Yeah. Because I he, forgot he, the intro. Yeah, he forgets to wait for the signal this way. <laughs> I have stuff for uh, to cut, you know what I mean? That's right. But that's fine. I like making us work harder. Anyway, you're going on vacation soon anyway. Yeah. So, you know, this is I, worth it. I just want to get this edited, uploaded, and not worry about it. And you know what the cool thing is? So, I actually was on YouTube the other day. And I was browsing through my random recommendations. And I'm subscribed to our YouTube channel. But it actually gave me a recommendation saying, it's like, hey, you might be interested in this. Episode of Everyday Board Games Podcast, upcoming. <laughs> Subscribe to get notified. I'm like, I was there. I saw it live. That's my face. <laughs> that is. That's me giggling at the camera there. Yeah. It, I was, that's like, now we're, now the algorithm is at least promoting to myself. Yeah. And I've learned so that uh, good. if I set it for premieres, it tends to put it in the algorithm a lot better. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I, I think that's a good thing, especially for everyone who's subscribed on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And Mario Fanatics, thanks for joining us. We're going to be having a fun episode today, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and doesn't follow our cycle of chits and giggles and uh, board game breakdown and stuff like that. We're just going to nope. have a nice little special Halloween episode. This is not going to go up on a Monday. It's going to go up on Halloween, which is a Tuesday. Yep. Uh, we'll probably be recording that Tuesday as well. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I, unfor- I We I can probably record say, that Monday. I unfortunately might have plans that yeah, day. That's we'll true. see. We'll see. But that Monday is more likely. Yeah. Uh, we might be recording sometime that week. Uh, I'll have been back from the cruise from that Friday, so yeah. So you'll have plenty of time yeah. to rest up. But we'll we'll plan that all out later. Who cares about logistics of podcast recording <laughs> on on the actual episode itself? Daniel, spooky season. Ah, oh, love it. Love this it. One of our favorites. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, out of all of the As holidays, you can tell. this is not my favorite holiday, but it is probably second. It's, it's up there. It's Maybe. not my favorite, but uh, it's up there. I, I honestly, I prefer Christmas just because the getting sure. together with family yeah. and spending time with like my wife and stuff like yep. that. Uh, but Halloween's always been fun. I love spooky season, and uh, we'll get into kind of the stuff that I like to do during that time. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's one of my favorite holidays up there. Probably, maybe second or third. Second or third, yeah, same here. What, what's your third? What, what's the other one that would contend with this? Uh, Thanksgiving. The food. Mm. Mm. The food. That you know, Thanksgiving ranks on like maybe last for me. Really? Yeah, it's it's down there. Well, it's again, it's the same reason for like uh, Christmas is like the family get-togethers. Yeah. Uh, I do enjoy like the turkey, the mashed potatoes, all that, the pumpkin pies and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. my kind of thing. For me, Christmas is about the family, the gift giving. Uh, seeing when my nieces and nephews were younger. Um, giving them their gifts and seeing how happy they would get and stuff like that. Now, I, I like Halloween just because I like spooky season. I like horror films and stuff like that. So, as you mm-hmm. can see, I got a Michael Myers, not Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees uh, t-shirt on. Mind you, I was wearing my Michael Myers shirt yesterday, yep. so... It's, it's straight up. I'm just wearing black. So. <laughs> I got nothing as far as theme goes. But, yeah. Uh, it's just a pan of good old stuff. Yeah, that's right. No yeah. turkey. There you go. No, see, me, like, Thanksgiving, because I've always been a picky eater, so mm-hmm. Thanksgiving isn't that exciting for me, but my number third, probably, right be- right before, maybe right after Halloween is uh, 4th of July. See, I'm not a fan uh, of 4th of July. A, that's my least fan. favorite holiday. 
That, see, I love blowing stuff up. <laughs> I mean, there's something about just nothing that's pure American is just lighting things on fire and explosions. I mean, it doesn't get like it doesn't get much more ridiculous than that, and I love that aspect of it. It's, I like uh, freaking St. Patrick's Day more than I like Fourth of July. <laughs> well, see, I like fireworks. I just there's something about it that I absolutely love. You know, I would love to go see like the lanterns festivals in Asia. I'd love to go see like. Yeah, see, I wouldn't mind seeing like, lantern festivals. I don't like fireworks for a couple of reasons. I've had dogs who are terrified of them. Sure, that makes um, sense. A buddy of mine is a veteran, can't stand them, and so I would spend Fourth of July hanging out with him. This way, he was distracted. We'd be either drinking or, you know, just doing stuff that distracted yeah. him from all that stuff because he he came over from iraq and stuff like that so it's, yeah that makes sense it just becomes a holiday where i can't stand it yeah yeah that's fair and not to mention all my neighbors here go to like two o'clock in the morning when i'm trying to sleep and i have to be up at six o'clock in the morning to go to work that's because it's this neighborhood <laughs> the neighborhood that you live in is like I mean, now my other neighborhood was exactly the same way. if i'm just saying if this shelf fell over it would fall into your neighbor's house like you guys are pretty much like and the thing is, it's not right a, next door. It's not even the the this neighborhood itself. It's the neighborhood behind us. It's a a, a very fancy trailer park, but yeah, because they have like those extra <laughs> areas of the streets. Sure, they go insane with the fireworks. Yeah, it's mm-mm. it's a millionaire slums. Right yeah, there. pretty much. Yeah, yeah. fancy. Well, the, the neighbor that's right behind us in that trailer park, they sure. have, like, double the property, and they have, like, a workshop onto the side of it, so... Yeah, that makes sense. So they're probably, like, grinding away and doing, like, all sorts of tools. Yeah, and that, that's and, fine, because yeah. it's during the day. At night, it's when I'm trying to sleep and stuff like that. I just But I love Halloween. I like, I like the winter holidays more than anything. I'm not a fan of New Year's. So I'm like, oh, we're celebrating a, another day. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've never been a... I remember... The year two thousand, Y two K. I was I was doing you know, That was the most it, interesting New Year yeah, I could remember. I remember all of my friends. Like I was maybe twelve ish or so. Yeah, twelve or thirteen. I wasn't that old, but I was just sitting on the computer and I remember looking over. It's like, oh nope, not the end of the world. Cool. Back to YouTube or back to whatever. I was sixteen, so you were thirteen. Yeah, yeah. So it was just hilarious. I was just sitting on the computer during Y two K. Look over. Nope, world didn't end. There we go. Let's keep going. Yeah. Like, was, I was probably just watching random videos or playing flash games or whatever, right? Yeah. But I just I wasn't. Yeah, years isn't, isn't it's a big deal. Yeah. Thirteen at two thousand. Your kids. <laughs> uh, well, okay. I was born in eighty-seven, so that's why. Eighty-four. Okay. Yeah. So feel free to feel free to <laughs> tell us how how ridiculous we are. But either way, you know that's that's why we're on Twitch. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And even sometimes we feel too old for Twitch. Oh, I, I really do. Oh my gosh. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Illuminous. All right. So we're going to get into our Halloween episode today. We're going to talk about uh, the top things that we like to do during the holiday season or during this spooky holiday yeah. season, um, whether it's this year or previous years or whatever. We'll get into what yeah. they are, but are kind of our top ones. Um, normally we like to give like suggestions for games and stuff, but... Uh, we already that, did that. That has nothing to do with us. <laughs> so, thanks for tuning in. Uh, but, Daniel, what have you been playing lately? So, I, I kept to a spooky theme here. I have uh, one of the things, and I'll talk about it when we get to that list, is I like playing a lot of the horror-themed games that mm-hmm. we I own. I own quite a bit, and one of them I just pulled off the shelf recently. Finally finished uh, the box of yeah, Season 1 of Final Girl. Now I can go and start digging into Season 2. 
Uh, yeah, I love this game a lot. It's Yeah, it's a bit lucky with the dice rolls and the dice checks. If you play your card right, there's possibilities of mitigating things. And you got to use your time well, but yeah, no, I I love every single one of them. I think the one I just played, the uh, Inkinyaba, in, uh, which I think is the Sacred Groves, it's probably the weakest out of the, all of them. My favorite is still the uh, Terror Maple Lane, the Nightmare uh, on like what is it, Nightmare on Elm Street um, ripoff. It's that one's really fun because I like the little puzzle when you're in the dream world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I love Final Girl, and it's probably my go-to halloween game right now uh i'll put like uh when i was playing uh that one i just had spooky movies in the background i had i can't remember which one i had in um um i was hoping i could find like a voodoo one i couldn't remember the name of it my dad watched it back when i was a kid scared the crap out of me growing up so i said i just put pumpkin head on the background while i played it so sure uh it was fun i i do enjoy playing final girl a lot and it's probably one of my favorite games that have come out and to the pack uh, they just recently had season three Kickstarter that right. finished um, at, on Friday the thirteenth, exactly. and you know I was watching uh, Friday the thirteenth on Friday the thirteenth. So. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> as you should. Yeah, so there's that. So I'm looking forward to digging into season two now. Very cool. All right, first game I wanted to talk about that I've been playing was a game that just came out fairly recently. Um, that I just we finally got at our shop, and of course I bought it as soon as I saw it. Played it that evening. Point City. Oh, how was that one? It is fantastic. It is so great. Because Point City, it's technically the predecessor to Point Salad. Uh, eh, technically. Um, it Functionally, it works similar. Spiritual successor. Spiritual successor, yeah. Um, yeah, it or not predecessor, yeah, the successor. Um, but really, like the, the only real difference, or the big similarity, is the fact that one side is the resources of the cards. Those are the backs of the cards. Mm-hmm. And the front of the cards are different buildings that you build as you're as you're using those resources to pay for them. In Point Salad, it was either ways to get points or the backs of the cards, which was the vegetables. This works in a similar aspect. However, what it does is you have to lay the cards out in a 4x4 grid, 16 cards, and you have to pull two of them that are adjacent. You're going to be replacing them with the opposite tokens. Mm-hmm. So, for example, um, if I pull two resources... Two buildings will come out next. If okay. I pull a building and a resource, it'll come out a resource and a building. Same same difference. Either way, take you can take as many resources as you want, but if you take a building, you have to be able to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Some of the buildings that you buy will also provide you permanent ones, like Splendor style. Right? Okay. And some give you different ways to score points. And then finally, some will give you municipality tokens, or like the extra little building tokens, that score in different ways, whether what type of buildings you have, what resources you have at the end, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. A lot of ways to get points. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like the Splendor version of Point Salad, if that makes sense. Okay. And it works really well. Um, we all played it, uh, me and my group. We liked how it ramped up. There's three uh, stacks of cards. There's level one, two, and three that you shuffle up separately. And the number of resources and the building types really ramp up on all of those. So you start off really simple. You'll get kind of what you can afford. Here and there, get a couple good things, and then build up. Oh, these are a little bit better. Building up, building up, building up until you're buying like seven cost buildings, <laughs> like every turn. It's fantastic. It works really well. I was really impressed. Point City. Nice. Normally sequels aren't as good as the original, but I think I might like this more. 
Nice. Yeah. Uh, so the next game I'm going to talk about is a game that I haven't talked about in a while. We kind of mentioned it in the, the past episode. I told you that yeah. I busted it out recently, and I haven't played it in a long time. But I wanted to show it to my other game group. Uh, my wife hadn't played it in a while, and she really enjoyed this game. I played Arkham Horror Yahtzee, Elder Sign. Oh. Well, like, <laughs> like, are you rolling out of an Elder Sign? Like, yeah. Okay, yeah, so uh, we played against Cthulhu, uh, taught the game to our mutual friends, Calissa rem uh, remembered my wife, remembered how to play, and we're basically just doing our rolls. And it, it was a... Uh, uh, it was a fun, fun game. Uh, I forgot how much I do enjoy like it. Uh, it is a little stressful with the mythos that is coming up. Uh, mm -hmm. One of our friends played a character that she just ignored the lingering effects, so she didn't have to get hit by like the terrors and the, or terrors or stuff like That's that. That's fun. Um, it was really cool. The way I did it differently, because you know how randomly you're supposed to just get a person random. Sure. I just normally do it how you do it with other games. I gave people two, two people two, two and let them choose one. Yeah. Um, I did that had a blast with it my one friend uh he just was struggling he couldn't get anything done so he's like well i'm just sitting here so you guys can put a dice on me if you want to lock it <laughs> that's all i could be as a helper monkey because he just couldn't get the rolls that he needed yep, or wanted that's always that's yeah always but everybody case. else was doing stuff so I, I was getting trophy in fact uh, our last two elder signs that we had uh, his wife and myself just spent our 10 to get the last two elder signs to seal cthulhu away <laughs> so nice. i was like yeah, pretty simple. But I'm like, we still have to go through all this phase because we were sitting catty corners. Like, if something happens on her, it could set him up and get the Doom Tracker all the way up where it needs to be. And then on my turn, something could happen because whenever it comes to my turn, the Mythos hits midnight, new thing comes up. So it has different stuff. But, like, when it came to my turn, I'm like, all right, cool. Here's my 10. There's my last el there's our last Elder Sign. So yep. uh, we were uh, three of us were playing efficiently, and one couldn't get the dice to <laughs> the lock. But everybody had fun. He was just... He, he even had fun, even though it wasn't doing anything. He just found it funny. Is like He would always miss it out by like one thing. Yeah. He's like, here's my first roll. All right, I can lock this in here. All right, cool. All right, here's my next roll. You know what? I'm going to you know focus this die over here. Sure. Then I'm going to roll these. And so he's got the skull that he needs. So he just needs to get like a two hourglass. And all he's rolling is like a, a one or in tentacles and stuff like that. It is like, now I can't focus this because I got the skull sitting there. Uh -huh. Or he needs a scroll or something like that. Sure. So. Yeah, and so he's like, okay, I'm going to use my shotgun, and he's going to get the, 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 it wasn't the red die, it was the yellow die. One of the things that gave him the yellow die, and he rolled it, still for the life of him could not roll a scroll. <laughs> That's fun. So yeah, we had a good time, uh, so Elder Sign. Cool. Next one I wanted to talk about was a game that uh, I've had on my shelf for shame for probably about a year or so. I finally got it off. Um, it is a dice action based game. Um, this is Rise of Tribes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, have you played Rise of Tribes? No, I haven't. I've been looking at it. I think our mutual friend Dom also owns it. Yeah. He's been trying to get it played. Oh, well then I'll gladly teach him because I was incredibly impressed by it. The Rise of Tribes is really simple. Breaking uh, games have been board. really hitting. Uh, they have every once in a while, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, they're about a 50-50 for me. Maybe we should do a breakdown of Breaking Games. That'd be ironic. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's it's one of those things where it's like there's three dice on each of the four actions, and the dice either show a sun, a moon, or a blank. Okay. Um, on your turn, you're going to roll the remaining two dice, roll it, and those are your two actions. Well, not really what you roll, but where you place them, you can place them in two different spots on the action board, um, and you have the four to choose from. So yeah. you can only choose those two, and you cannot repeat one. So I might move my characters. Well, I slide that dice into the slot there. Uh, the last die that's in row falls down. 
and that stays there to mark that those are that action is being used now the three dice that are remaining including the one that i just slid on there might be a normal action or it might be like a detrimented action or a bonus action depending on if there's two suns or two moons okay um if you get the bonus then you get like a little buff so like i might be able to move like three pieces or three spaces or whatever where i move four instead if i'm doing it with the with the bonus action or i might be doing it two if it's two moons okay stuff like that you can expand your your groups um you can try and draw cards to try and gain like objectives to complete because you so first to i think 12 points mm-hmm. 12 15 something like that and you can also do something else which is escaping my mind it was a couple weeks ago that i played it but i was actually really impressed the the actions themselves i watched the review of um tom Bassel and sam healy mm-hmm. the dice tower review of it yeah, yeah yeah and tom hated the game sam loved it and i lean definitely more towards sam i agree because the two actions are going to be the two actions no matter what and sometimes it might be the bad one sometimes it might be the good one but really the bonus of how everything works differently the different objectives you're going for the new special events that come up when every time a double is rolled yeah. a new event pops up it's just all sorts of just different things that happen throughout the game some that's a little random some that's really exciting and some that only you have control over it just all works together in a really cool uh package i was really impressed by it my only complaint is that the resource tokens are about that big and they're almost paper. Oh, man. Like, they are really... Like, you know how, like, the tokens in Almanac aren't that great? Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, those yeah. little squares and stuff? I don't know. I don't These play, are worse. I don't play with those tokens. I have yeah. the... I have the, the meat... Uh, the, These the are worse. <laughs> I'm going to probably trade those out for just, you know, cubes of some kind. Okay. But, yeah. Other than that, the game itself is fantastic. It's probably never going to leave my collection. I like it a lot. All right. Rise of Tribes. So the third game I'm going to talk about is a game that I play all the time. It's a nice little trick-taking game. Kind of follows the Halloween theme, so I went ahead and played the... Because it's it's our go-to game at my oh, other yep. game group. Uh, yep. We play it almost every time we, we get together. About this, yeah. yeah, and it's Little Devils. I mean, this is by far one of their favorite games. And it's yep. just because of the shenanigans. I'm so glad I showed you this game. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's it got played so much, I had to get sleeves for it. Yep. Because it was starting to show the wear and tear. And this is a game that you can't find in print. No. So uh, every time they ask, did you bring uh, the Devil's Game? And I'm like, yeah, I brought it. I, I, it's permanent resident in my bag. It's in one of those little travel cases that I have it for the photo books. It just leave it in the front pocket of my bag because I'm always having to take it over there because yep. that's every that's time, every sure. time we go. Because it's a nice little filler game. Like, well, just like, oh, we got like maybe 30 more minutes before we have to come home and feed the dogs. So we'll bust it out and just play uh, a a few rounds of it basically because it's the first person that hits 100 bus and whoever has the lowest score is the winner because what's going to happen it's a trick-taking game where the person leads the other person is basically setting the suit either you go up or down you have to play within suit mm-hmm. and so how it is whoever takes the tricks you don't want to take the tricks in this one you count the little devils on the side of the card uh they go anywhere from one to five and some cards have none so it was like basically zero to five so we call the ones that are zero the safe cards it'd be like yeah i have to play down more than likely i can't get in between those so i'm just gonna play this card because i know yep. it's coming to me and i don't want extra points i'm not gonna play a high point card on myself and i know that trick's coming to me so let me just play this as a safe card it may yep. be the one and they're gonna be like really you're gonna play that and i'm like 
I know one of the big fives are coming to me, so I might as well set myself up without getting anything bad, especially since right. I know, like, I can't beat, since it's a four-player game, so say they set it, my wife sets the trick, and I'm like, well, I'm screwed, because I know where this is at, I'm going to play my safe card, because I know you probably have the bad thing, and this way, if i got to take the trick, I, at least i got to say at least one card that isn't going to cost me anything. Right. I suck at this game for some reason. <laughs> I get royally screwed every time I play this game. My average score per round is like 16. No matter what I can do, hey, yeah, I somehow always get fed the fives. Yep. I don't know how. I'm like, okay, I can do this. And so it's the point where it's like, you know what? Uh, if I'm the one that's starting the game, I'll always screw with people. If I have that 36 in my hand, because at a four-player game, that's the highest card in the hand, at 35 is one of the fives, I'll throw that 36 out there and go, have fun. <laughs> yeah, have fun with it. Play right? that chaos this way. I know for sure I'm not getting that 35. <laughs> right, everyone else will. Or uh, my personal favorite is like, because uh, one of the rules is that you cannot start a, a, a set with a five devil unless it's the only cards in your hand. So like, say you have three of the fives, you could start a five set. And so that lets everybody else know who's got the yeah. fives in there. Everyone becomes a little more nervous. So like uh, like one time my wife played the 35 because the way we sit, she, I play set after when she sits. I'm like, oh, I'm going to play this 36. You guys have fun. Who's going to play the lowest card? Because <laughs> you can't go higher than 35. So I set the suit and protected myself. So you guys have to play under who's going to play the lowest number. Yep. So yeah, it's 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 real fun. Um, it, uh, if you find a chance to get this out in the wild, it's probably by far one of the easiest trick taking games. To yep. the point, one of our friends, Gamehead Geek, can cannot stand trick taking games. It's just hard for him to gronk them. He loves this one. Yeah, he does. So this is one of the few exceptions. <laughs> yeah, this is cool. his exception to the rule. Little Devils. Right. Um, you know, there's a game that's that that's similar and not not it's not trick taking, but it's similar in idea of like you don't want to collect the cards. Yeah. You wanna, it's called Six Nymphed. Um, it's a pretty well known or take yeah. five here in the. Have we US. played it? Have we played it? Yeah, we played it on Board Game Arena. I have Eleven Nymphed right oh, that's over here right. somewhere. That's right. Did I give you that copy of Eleven Nymphed? Yeah, and I just printed out some rolls because I'm gonna take it on the cruise. Nice. Okay. Because I couldn't remember if you had liked that one or not. I like has... I like Six Nymphed. I never played Eliminate, and it plays something a little differently. Oh, does it? Yeah, because okay. uh, instead of like when you have like the rows where you're playing stuff like that, yeah. it has one discard pile to start with, and then you have to play within ten of that card in ascending order. But if you can't, you got to take fun. up that entire deck, and then two more come out uh, face up. So now there's two places to play rather than uh, one. Okay. And I think you have to, you know, empty your hand. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to play that sometime. That's yeah. fun. I have the rule somewhere around here. I just printed it out and. I'm like, I'm taking this, learning this, take this. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Glad you're you're going to get a use out of it. Yeah. Cool. All right. The next one I wanted to talk about was a game that I actually just played last night uh, with my son, which he he plays games with me pretty often. You know, he's not, he's been getting bored being on his phone all day. So he's like, oh, dad, let's finally play this game. It was on my shelf of shame. And he, it was on my shelf of shame. I bought it knowing he would like it, and I remember him and I were trying to learn it one day, and I was falling asleep mid-game. That's because so you're I, old. Because I'm old. Yeah, and that's what old people do. And <laughs> I was falling asleep mid-game, and it, well, it was like at midnight or something. I was yeah. really tired. And we were playing the game, and halfway through, I was like, I'm sorry, son, I gotta go to bed. <laughs> and he was like, okay, and he finished it. It was a cooperative game. And okay. he, he ended up winning on his own. But I finally got a chance to try it. 
This is um, Minecraft Portal Dash. Oh, okay. So this is the third in the series of Minecraft games from Robinsberger. Because they, they have the Builders and Biomes. Biomes. And then the Villages, Villages, People, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then there's now Portal Dash. So first off, Builders and Biomes, love that game. That game is awesome. Now, there's been other Minecraft games I've played, and they're okay. But Builders and Biomes, really smart game. Ulrich Bloom, I think, is the designer. Okay. Fantastic game. Second one, the Villagers, Villagers one, really didn't like it that much. It was a cooperative one, kind of like dice-based combat. It wasn't by Ulrich Bloom, I don't think, but it it was uh, okay at best. Okay. Maybe. I ended up giving that hit to my son because he liked them way better than I did. Portal Dash. This is a Minecraft-themed dungeon crawl. Which uses the cube, uh, or cube of cubes, it's a 4x4x4, four by four by four of different colored blocks, and those are also your timer. You have three panels to get through, you know which uh, main boss you're going to be battling, and the characters spawn in a different way. On your turn, you roll two dice. Those two dice uh, trigger the bad guys in different ways, whether it's removing blocks from the main cube, or spawning monsters, or having them attack you. There's just straight up attack, how it's randomly done. If you roll a number and there's no monsters with that number, it spawns a monster. Okay. So that's how they're always going to keep coming no matter what. They're going to mm-hmm. keep spawning. But on your turn, you have a series of... mobs. Sure. Um, <laughs> monster, mobs, sorry, whatever they are. I'm not hip to that beat, if you will. <laughs> um, you're way cooler than I am, Daniel. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but anyway, so you're, you're playing. And bef- once you get to the second... Uh, or the second board, you have you have to do three. You have to deal with the piglets, and those you have to take off blocks from the main cube and assign them to it. And each column has either three, four, or five pigmen. Pigmen. Sorry, piglets. Pigmen. I'm playing Winnie the Pooh over there. Right? <laughs> Come on now. All right. Send your hate mail to Daniel at Everyday Board Games. Anyway, so I know this because this is a game that my wife played a lot. Sure. Okay. Anyway, pigmen. Um, isn't that like a superhero? Anyway. No, that's Pikmin. Pikmin. P-I-K-M-I-N. Oh, I know those aren't superheroes. Those are Nintendo characters. Anyway, so what I'm saying here, Mr. Sir, who's throwing me off my rails. Um, it's not fun, know, is it? The Pikmin. <laughs> the Pikmin, there's A, B, and C, and they, mm-hmm. each, and they take more, but then fewer columns. And by the time that the first layer of the cubes comes mm-hmm. off, you have to have level A completed. And by the second level, you have to have level B. And then by the third layer, level C. And you have to beat the game before that fourth layer is done. Okay. And so the cubes are the timers, but they're also the really important items that you need to com- to play the game. Like, you can get a gray cube and repair all your items that help you give you boost. Okay. Get a yellow cube, get some new items. You can get a brown cube and reform the terrain. You can get a black cube and put, like, a nether item or something. See, I know what I'm talking about as far as this goes. And there's all these cool little actions that you can do by taking these cubes and you're trying to get, like, the best items to level up to start murder-deathing all these mobs. And it's really satisfying. And it's a really darn good dungeon crawl. Surprisingly good, even. Like, this game is almost up there with biomes and builders. Or builders and biomes. It works incredibly well. The cube system, where you're pulling the cubes off of it, still work just as well as the original one, which that's the main one where you take those and trade them in for resources. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the fact that you're engine building and a dungeon crawl at the same time, 
it, it works incredibly well. I actually really highly recommend it. The Portal Dash Minecraft. Minecraft nice. Portal Dash. All right, the last game I'm going to talk about here is, we kind of discussed this before we started recording, mm -hmm. and I told you it's already on my list. I bought this, and I uh, at the beginning of the month when it came on, because uh, it was supposed to release on the 1st, our Target didn't carry it, so I had to get it ordered and got it yep. that Wednesday. Uh, and I played it almost immediately. I think we played it that Wednesday. Uh, I did, yeah. yeah. The or the week after, after yeah. Uh, no, it was the day after. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I got it the Tuesday, and we yep. played it that Wednesday. Yep. Uh, this one is Horrified Greek Monster. Horrified is one of our favorite games to play, especially during spooky season. Yes. I prefer and, uh, the Universal Monster movies, because I'll put those in the background. I own all of them. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I love Greek mythology, and the fact that it has, like, the Greek monsters. You have a siren. You have the Minotaur. You have the Cerebus. You have... Uh, basilisk. basilisk all this really cool greek uh monsters and you play as certain heroes uh that have like your special abilities but then you also have uh legends that come on the board which are the villagers and they there's plays exactly the same as horrified as you would expect okay. they added one new thing where it's the lairs and some of the creatures you need to have the lairs revealed you always play the four lairs and you have to reveal them as your goal that's one of your um actions now in this game is that you can reveal a lair because cerebus need you need to find his lair and you need to unlock his stuff and then you have to push him back to the lair for you to defeat him um the other one is medusa that i remember she has a lair and once you uncover it uh you turn in things to flip the mirrors to push her in there once all the mirrors have done um you defeat her and her space you mm -hmm. win so it's really cool. You and me rocked it, had a great time, played real. I played it as a four player, and you and me did three creatures. And um, yeah. when I played my bigger group, we did three creatures as well and got our butts handed to us. And it's like, well, it's 50-50 right now. I've won one. I've lost one. Uh, I really do enjoy this one. I like this one more than the cryptid one, uh, North American Monsters, I think is what it's called, American yeah. Monsters. And then... Uh, but I still think I prefer the Universal Monster movies just because I get a lot uh, more of the the tongue-in-cheek aspect of it. Sure. You know, because I know that lore. I love the little warning in the very beginning of that horrified aspect of it. Mm -hmm. uh, and this one does something similar because it's talking about Pandora's box, which if you're a Greek mythologist uh, who like that kind of mythology, that really uh, hits um, the nice little pull right there. A lot more than the cryptids did um, and I, that's weird. I love cryptids because the chupacabras and uh, American monsters, and that's like our cryptid down here in the yep. Southwest. Yep. And so it's good. I really do. In fact, what is it? The um, the uh, Horrified, the original Horrified, I give a 10. I love that game so much. This one I gave a 10 as well. The American monsters, I bumped it down. To, it's, it's a 9 to me compared to the other two. Um, no. if I did like 9.5s and stuff like that, maybe, but I think this one's good enough. Uh, the board is readable. Yep. It does really, really well. There's also printing flaws in my version of American Monsters because yep. I have one of the originals. So yeah, it's fantastic. And Mario Fanatic says, I really like the Greco-Roman theme, but I just can't justify getting it if I have the first one. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like we're completionists, of course, yeah. but, um, if I like a game, I'm going to get all of them just because... Yep. Yeah, and I will too. Like, I mean, any stuff on film game, right? Um, hey, corrupt. Uh, but yeah, I wonder. Like, if I'm if I were not a completionist, 
would I would this be enough different? And the only real thing is, I mean, obviously the six monsters are different. Yeah, and the layers. And, and the layers, and that's about it. Because even the player abilities are pretty much the same uh, between the right. two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be one thing if it was an expansion, but a separate game is a different case. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I get that. Um, the thing is, I like all three of them. If I were to get rid of one of them, yep. which I probably wouldn't, it'd be the American Monsters. And it's just because, for me, the the themes of them make it easier for me, for people, different people, uh, make it more palatable. If you don't like the Universal Monsters, yep. here's Cryptids. Do you like Cryptids? No? Okay, here's Greek Monsters. Do you like Greek Mythology? All right, here we go. This one yep. you can play. If you don't like any of them, well, I'm not playing a game with you. Yeah, yeah, it's Simple like... If you don't like that, all right. We'll here's play Forbidden Island, yeah. like sinking into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so for me, Horrified Greek Monsters, it really hit a good spot. Awesome. And the last game I want to talk about is another spooky game. Uh, this is the spookiest one. <laughs> yeah, send them home if they don't like any of that. Uh, this is the spookiest one I've played all season so far. This is Texas Chainsaw Massacre Slaughterhouse. And so this the is the, the Funko one, okay. Yes, because now I've played both of them. i played Trigger Treat Studios and the Funko one. Um, Trigger Seat Studios did an interesting job, but this one is very much, it's one versus, uh, everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, in this game, they're very, they're very particular of encouraging the idea. It's like, there is no winners in this. There's only survivors. And... Makes sense. Technically, I didn't win, but I was on the winning side of the <laughs> team. It was me, um, one of my friends, and our mutual friend... Who was uh, playing as Leatherface and all them? Oh yeah, he probably uh, enjoyed that. It, it, that is hundred percent his style, and that's absolutely how I sold it on him. I was like, "Hey, this is a one versus all," and he just kind of looked at me like, "Go on." I was like, "I know you like being the one." He was like, "All right, you got me," and oh, it was incredibly interesting how it worked. You basically were trying to search around. You each had your own objectives. There's five different scenarios you could choose from. We only played the base one. Um, uh, Dead by Daylight, it, not only did they are making a game, I think they made a game. I'm not sure if it's already Dead by Daylight? Yeah, Is that the it, one it's by the one by Little Night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, should be out already, I think. We actually got a look at it before... Uh... Before it was Yeah, before it was out. officially yeah. out, yeah. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <clears throat> you know, Phil. Yeah, they were showing us, like, the collector's edition and stuff like that, so... Yeah, it was pretty dope. But anyway, uh, beside the point... I was playing Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. There's five different uh, scenarios. Uh, each one is a little bit different. Like sometimes you have to light things on fire. The one that we played, the basic one, is just trying to find the right parts to the cars and get out of there. Well, this was 100% a perfect example of a nail-biter game. Okay. Because I ended up dying, and my body, like like the freaking hitchhiker, jumped out of nowhere and to the outside and just absolutely decimated me in one move. Like, I was, I already had, like, two injuries, and you need four to lose, and he was just smacking me around like pity and just murdered me. When that happens, your your token stays on the board as as just a dead body, and in that scenario, you can't carry dead bodies. I think you can in other scenarios, but this one you can't. Um, and so I was dead, but I had the items that our friend needed to win. So she literally ran around the entire board, making as as much noise as you can, and barely, barely irked it out right at the very last turn. (laughs) She had to roll just the right die roll in order to get it, and otherwise she would have been dead. Oh, man. And it was down to that wire. It was so good. It was just down to that last little moment. 
But what makes it so cool is that a lot of the actions you do, whether you're walking on stairs or through doors, or if you're running, you can you sometimes make noise. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is that these noise tokens, at the end of the round, you roll two dice. And the number of successes you roll is how many of these tokens that go away. The rest go as fear tokens to the the Sawyer family player as their currency oh, to man. play these ridiculous cards. And so there was one turn where where our friend just handed Jim eight tokens. He was like, here, have fun. <laughs> oh, God. It was so intense the whole time. It's... Like, I am enamored with anything that that's like a bigger box game. A strategy game from Funko is probably some of the best experiences I've had in games. Yeah, Funko's been... They're hitting it every single time. Especially with these bigger ones. There's been some that I kind of weren't sure. okay with. The small ones and like the really young kids ones, mm -hmm. they're lame. The collectible ones, lame. Some but, of their card games... Yeah, some of their card games, lame. Mm -hmm. But these big strategy games, animated... Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't even care about the theme anymore. I'm probably going to try it. If it's in that size box, it's like 30 bucks. Yeah. It's probably an amazing game. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so I... Funko, I've, really. Funky, Funko has been doing really good. Prospero Hall, really. Yes. Prospero Hall, they, they knew what they were... Funko knew what they were doing when they when they got that company to work for them. Well, yeah. It's, no, they were smart. Because they were, they were already hitting on all cylinders with Robinsberger. They're the original horrified people. Yep. Uh, they did villainous as well for Robinsberger, yes. uh, -huh. uh, and so they were they were already hitting a groove. And yep. then when Funko took them over, they did Back to the Future. They did, uh, yep. They did Jaws, didn't they? Yes. Uh, so that was Robinsberger. Yeah, but that was Robinsberger. I'm trying to think. Uh, they did Jaws. Rear Window is a phenomenal game. Yeah, yeah they've they've yeah. really knocked it animated out of the is so good. Oh my gosh, yeah. So Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the best spooky game I've played this season so far, mm. hands down. Not even close to anything else. Hands down, the best one. Final Girl. Sure. That's fair. <laughs> now, granted, I, I don't count Horrified because I haven't played the Horrified, like the Monsters version. Yeah. I played the, the the Greek one. Yeah. But I don't consider it, I don't know, not a spooky game. Anyway, let's get into our episode today. That was fun. We're going to yeah. talk about things that we like to do around the holiday season. I, like, um, I have four. That's four what I came up with. Around the Halloween season. Yeah. I said holiday season, sorry. Yeah, spooky, uh, spooky season is what I like to call yep, it. Yep, spooky season. And this will be a pretty quick episode, I feel. We're going to get into it. I don't right know. Away. Where are you 40 minutes in? Well, the rest <laughs> of this should be quick enough. We'll talk about four things we like to do. Here we go. Starting with me. All right, the first thing I want to talk about is what everybody likes to do around Halloween is decorating. Uh, now, we don't, we haven't really decorated all that much. We've gotten some new stuff in lately. Uh, we put out some, uh, what would you call them, like, Plaster? No. Um, what would you call those pumpkins that we put out in the front there? Because they're like plastic. Oh, baked clay. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're like a Kalen or something yeah. like that. They're clay uh, pumpkins and stuff out there. Uh, the wife wanted them for decoration. We had we got a really cool one that looks like a jack o' lantern that has a ghost hanging off the side. Uh, we we're planning to get some more stuff. It's just the the last two years we've been in this house. Two of the three years we've been in this house. Um, We've been gone. Uh, yep. The first year we were in here, we didn't. We were in vacation. She was taking a test for her MRSO, so we were in Orlando during that time. Uh, so we didn't get home till New York, uh, uh, till Halloween day. Uh, and then I was also dealing with the the death of my father, so couldn't really sure. do anything for Halloween because I was planning his funeral. Uh, 
that then the next year I just wasn't filling it because I was still filling the his passing. Mm -hmm. So I just was, wasn't really wanting to be in the Halloween mood. And this year, again, we're traveling before the holidays. So, but we did get a little bit of decoration. Mm -hmm. But I remember years, I would go over to my brother's house when he was married to his first wife. And they would go all out, uh, making like a their garage into a haunted house where you're passing out candy. And I would dress up like a Grim Reaper type character, and they would have me stand there to look like an animatronic. And when kids would come up, I would like touch them like on their back or poke them on their yeah. shoulder and stuff like that, because they would just see me like kind of messing like an animatronic. And so they yeah. would already be afraid. And when there were certain ones, like younger ones, that were really really afraid. I wouldn't do anything to them, but like the older kids, I love jumping out at them, uh, messing with them, or like when they would come up and they weren't paying attention to me, I would be walking right behind them, and then when they turn around, there I was. But yeah, they would go all out. They would uh, decorate and uh, make it like, okay, this is a graveyard this year, this is a haunted house this year, uh, there was a mass murder this year, and so they, yeah, they would go insane, and I don't think I'm ever going to get to that point in here. Um, just because we're not that big of spooky people, but I do like decorating Halloween. I love going for walks in our neighborhood at night to see the different decorations. There's a house about uh, four or five blocks down the road from us, and they just they go all out. The one thing I've noticed, though, people are really, really into the inflatable stuff now. Yep. And That's because it's easy. Yeah. It, Very easy. There's one house that's just a couple uh, streets uh, down. You'll see it when you're going home tonight. They, they do something really cool. They have like the, one of those webs out there that has like a, make a, it's a knitting light. And so it lights up, but they have like these giant plastic spiders in there and it makes it look really creepy. And it's, I love that. I love that aspect of it. It's really fun to see. Uh, more so, I love Halloween decorations more so than the Christmas decorations. Uh, yep. Just because the Christmas decorations can get very samey. I like the different stuff that people are doing. Uh, like one house down the road has a giant werewolf. The other house has two giant skeletons, not too far. So it's really fun seeing how they're doing. I'm like, do I want to pay that kind of money for a 12 foot skeleton in my front yard? Yeah, <laughs> I was about to. I'm tempted. Uh, as for the inflatables, yeah, some of them are cool. There's one that's really cool in that house I was telling you about that's really decorated. Where it's an inflatable hand and it's got an eyeball that rotates from side to side. Oh, that's cool. And that one's really neat. But yeah, no, I love the decoration. I love uh, seeing all the different decorations as well. I just, how much people get into it too. Yep. All right, my first one I want to talk about was costumes. Um, I, you know, the only reason this is number four, this would have been higher, but honestly, I haven't done it in, in quite some time. But growing up, all I would do was I would always make my own costumes. Mm -hmm. And they were always just weird stuff. Like, of, of course I Of would. course, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, I wouldn't make, like, it's like, oh, I'm going to be a homemade knight, you know? Or a, or I would do, like, a, uh, you know, um, I wouldn't do, like, traditional costumes. Like, oh, I'm dressing up as, like, Ash versus Evil Dead. Like, I, I mean, I did that one year. But most of my costumes were, like, bizarre, like, human transformation things. Where like one, I built a second half of another body on top of mine, so it looked like I was like a like a ten foot tall person like walking around. Hilarious. Um, another one, I had four legs, and an homage to one of my favorite magicians. Uh, one of the years I did, um, I was levitating. Where <laughs> I had like that old like trick where you had like shoes on like the end of sticks yeah. and like a bed sheet that goes all the way to the ground. So I was like walking around in my high school carrying <laughs> this around, like kicking people six feet in front of me. <laughs> it was hilarious. And uh, like that's some of the examples. 
one of the ones that I did, um, I had this stuffed animal dog, like a wolf, like a puppet thing. Mm-hmm. And I built like this giant box and I had it where it looked like that this puppet was carrying this massive crate on its back and my feet were the feet <laughs> that was part of the costume. And so I was just inside the box, right? Hilarious costume. I could make, make it look around and talk and stuff. It's like, I just love doing stuff like that. And I haven't done it in a few years. Maybe I need to fix that. But yeah, that was the kind of Halloween that I would have. There's hugely unpleasant to bring around costumes, but absolutely worth the effort because when because they were unlike every other costumes. You know, I would still dress up in high school, like stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Well, so you know, I loved I, it. I would do stuff like that in high school as well, but uh, with uh, the sports, because uh, that's mid-football season, actually towards the end of the year football season. Mm-hmm. So sometimes a lot of those games would fall into an area where I had to be in a suit and tie, so I couldn't dress up for a uh, shirt That was tie. your costume. Yeah, that's why, yeah, I had to look yeah. business. Yeah. I, that always drove me insane, dr- dressing up like that. I was like... Oh, why, yeah. why does it gotta be tie? I don't mind a button-up shirt, but why do I gotta wear a tie? I hate ties still to this day. Yeah, I I've learned to be all right with them. Yeah, because they can be ridiculous, and that's where I've learned. Ever since I had one that looked like a fish. Yeah, it's it funny because my like coach would always yeah. get mad at me because uh, the one thing I will not, if I have to wear dress socks, they're gonna be fun dress socks. Oh yeah, sure. And so yeah, he would always get upset is like why why can't you wear regular dress socks i'm like you're making me wear a tie so i can wear fun socks i don't want to hear it <laughs> <laughs> i will fight you sir <laughs> all right i'm number three it's me again huh yep my number three here and i i misread him because i was just going to go out of order here um is one of my favorite things to do i and this is like my favorite time to do it is read spooky books um growing up it would be like uh are you afraid of the darks type stuff mm-hmm. or uh Ghost, ghost, ghost stories to tell in the night. I think that's what they were used to be called. Ghost stories tell in the dark. Yeah, yeah. Um, those were best I used to, art in any kids book. Yeah, I used to read those a lot growing up, um, and just there was Goosebumps was another one that I read a lot growing yeah. up too. And there, this would be the time of year I would love to read them. Uh, I forget which one that was in the Goosebump ones, but it was the one with the puppet. That mm-hmm. one. Yep. I so, love that one because it was that for me marionettes and stuff like that are like the creepiest one that's why I like the Geppetto so much in the final girl episode it's because the little puppets running around puppet master was one of my favorite movies growing up because they creep me out to no end uh vitrilicus dummies and stuff like that uh, I mean don't get me wrong I like watching Jeff Dunham he's funny I like uh there's this girl who was on America's Got Talent I think it was yep. where she uh Darcy Lynn Darcy Lynn yes she was great a hell of a singer yep. at that I, it's funny. It's I just watched a TikTok of her where she just went up to like a mic night, and she mm-hmm. sang, but she's not moving her lips. She's singing as a ventriloquist, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, "That is so creepy." She's so good. Yeah, but yeah. So reading stuff like that nowadays, it's like Stephen King, mm-hmm. Dean Koontz, uh, uh, Joe uh, Joe Hill, which is interesting enough. Joe Hill, Stephen King's son. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, he's been sense. making some good uh, horror uh, books as well. Uh, one of my favorite ones to read every year was It, just because Creepy Clowns again. Is what? No, I'm sorry. Go on. Sorry. Every time. Every time. I, I you, have to do that every time you say It. I'm sorry. Uh, Carry on. It's such a good, uh, ser- <laughs> uh, good book, uh, except for a certain part that I always skip when I reread it. Um, I... I, I enjoy uh, most king books when it comes to horror pet cemetery is another good one the stand was really cool um tommy knockers was really neat to read around halloween this is when i do a lot of my spooky books 
uh, Locking Keys. Yeah, Joe Hill's great. The Fireman was a really good uh, book as well. So, yeah, it's just one of my favorite things to do is uh, read spooky books. Um, I really haven't done it much this year. I read one book so far this year, um, spooky-wise. Mm-hmm. It was just a quick um, Stephen King book, uh, one of his anthologies. I think it was called like Dreamcatcher or something like that, where it's just a bunch of little short stories of his. I read a couple of the short stories. Um, but yeah, I, I just love reading spooky books. Like I said, since I was a kid, my dad really got me into that. Uh, he used to buy me those uh, ghost stories to tell in the dark books. So Yeah, those are the best. Yeah. All right. Um, the next one I want to talk about was a crossover decorations. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, you know, and I didn't used to be into decorate, decorating that much, but as me and the wife have gotten a little bit older, we're like, you know what? We want to be those guys on the neighborhood. Do we be have, obnoxious one? We want to be the ones where it's like people have trouble sleeping because it's so <laughs> bright coming from our house. And we're going to do it with Christmas as well. But this is the first year we've really tried to do Halloween. Um, and and so far, we, we've gotten our first big inflatable, speaking of. Um, <laughs> however, <laughs> there's a catch to it. So we have, like, some stuff in the window. We have, um, like, Jack Skellington and the female character in that. It's been a long time since I've seen Sally? Sally, yeah. Um, we have those Nightmare Before Christmas in the window. We have some lights up. We have, like, some zombie hands coming out of the ground. We have the giant Beetlejuice worm that's going in oh, the yard, yeah. so that's pretty good. Uh, but now we finally got our first, like, real big inflatable is a BT-21 which, if you're familiar with BT-21, it is the cartoon brand of BTS. Oh, God. And the wife sent it to me while I was at while I was working one day at, at one of the conventions. She sent me a picture. She was like, hey, can I get it? And and I looked at it real quick. I was like, oh, it's like generic Halloween stuff. Yeah, sure. Go, fine, go ahead. And she was. I didn't realize how excited she was because they sold this at Walmart. It's an eight-foot inflatable about BTS, technically. <laughs> So we have that in our yard, but yeah, we're we're gonna be really focusing on decorating. We're gonna get some more here probably this year, and we always we're gonna make it a tradition now where um, once everything goes on sale, we'll mm-hmm. pick up some decorations from. That's there what as I well. think we're gonna try to do is pick up some stuff when they go on sale. Yeah. Uh, but the thing we wanted up next year uh, that was really cool, but uh, Target was sold out of it. It's one of those light ones that you mm-hmm. put up to the wall. Oh but, sure. Those aren't usually lame to me, but I we both really like this one because yeah. it was projecting spiders crawling down your house. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. I, and you know what? I'm actually, we're actually the only person on our entire block that is decorated. Really? So far, there might be more, but I doubt it. Uh, my neighbor across the street decorated pretty cool. Yeah? I'll yeah. see that one, really. Right. Yeah. He's got some my cool stuff. Next one. Yeah, moving on to the next one Number here. two. That's right. you. I'll be starting off this one. My number two is... Um, kind of the reason we're here and i play spooky games all month that is my big thing on my normal friday game nights uh during wednesdays when i can push it i try to play spooky games and especially when i'm demoing games at the shop i am promoting scary games dark themes demented subjects whatever if by it, the way if, if it's it, my pick it, tomorrow we're doing um fury of dracula i'm in yeah 100%. <laughs> because there's something about like those spooky games and not only just this, the reason why this is so important to me, and I've told this before on the podcast, but I'm going to tell it again, the game Nightmare is such an important game in my in my house because that's pretty much what started game nights for us. My a friend of mine was incredibly obsessed with this game growing up. He had a copy of his own. We ended up playing it, and around Halloween time, we got together, we played it, 
and it was one of the funniest things we had ever done. Hands down, it, it just became a tradition. I got my own copy. I got a copy of Atmosphere. And yes, I make it a tradition every year. We are playing that game at some point during the season. Nice. So games, 100%. It doesn't get much better. If I was in RPGs, I'd be doing spooky hot RPGs all, all month. Hands down. All right. So my number two, um, and Illuminous kind of went on in here, is watching horror movies. I talked about it. I'm in a Jason Voorhees shirt, as I mentioned earlier. Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, uh, Puppet Master is one of the... Pumpkinhead. Watched all those. Uh, I'm just a big fan. There's a reason why I, I am into the Final Girl series. Because I watch all the movies that tend to have Final Girls. Mm -hmm. I just recently rewatched all the Scream movies, except for the most recent one, um, uh which is like Scream 6 or something like that. Sure. Um, I did watch 1 through 5. Uh, enjoyed every minute of it. I've watched um, all the Friday the 13th recently. Um, I had uh, that going on in the background when I was playing... Um, uh, pump, uh, when I play Final Girl, I tend to have like the movies like Nightmare... Uh, on Elm Street, I was playing when I was playing Terror Maple Lane. Sure. Uh, I had Pumpkinhead while I played the Inkayaba one. Uh, normally, when I play Horrified, I'll put on one of the monster movies, depending on which one we're playing. Hey, we got Dracula? Let me put that one up. Yep. But it's not just horror movies. I just love spooky or Halloween-themed movies. One of our favorite things that we watch every year is Hocus Pocus. I got my wife into oh, yeah. that every... Uh, like about 10 years ago, we started watching that uh, every Are year. Are scared stupid? Uh, I I used to love Ernest Scare Stupid I, as a kid. I still like it. I haven't watched it in a while, but I do want to... The trolls on that are surprisingly is, creepy. Yeah, they, that they're, movie terrified me as a kid because of those yeah. trolls. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, no. Uh, and another one, uh, she just watched the new um, Haunted Mansion. Uh, what was another one I just recently watched that I enjoyed? Oh, I just watched a documentary about... Um, what is it like our, our horror themes and stuff like that so they were talking about friday the 13th uh, halloween oh. uh camp crystal lake and stuff like that it was a whole documentary about it it's, it's a bit older that. yeah it's yeah, a bit older i want to see that but it's, it's really really cool i did enjoy it um it's stuff like uh it's kind of like the documentary where the movies that made us and stuff like that it's it's something like that where they're just breaking down some of the slasher films growing up uh, that nice. i used to watch but yeah i i uh Evil Dead 2, uh, or Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, uh, what is it, Army of Darkness, I watch yep. those, I really do enjoy those. Army of Darkness still makes me laugh just because how bad the CGI is, the, oh, yeah. the, uh, the claymation that yeah. points, but yeah, no, I, I really enjoy stuff like that. Uh, another one, um, the Mel Brooks comedies, uh, Young Frankenstein, yep, my personal favorite, Dracula Dead and Loving It, because yep. the, the guy who plays Renfield is just so hilarious. Yep. I mean, I like Leslie Nielsen. But I can't remember. I think his name is Peter McNichol. Something but like uh, he, yeah. the, his Renfield character is just one of the funniest slapstick stuff I have seen in a movie in a long, long time. Uh, you don't really see stuff like that. And he's m one of the more serious actors because he does a lot of like the Mission Impossible stuff. Yeah. He played a genius in a TV show I used to like, Numbers. Uh, so, But watching him like when they're in the ship and he's just <laughs> flopping around trying to protect the casket... Still makes me it giggle just thinking about it. I, I have to watch that this year. Mm -hmm. I haven't watched the new Pet Cemetery that Illuminous pointed out. He says it's bad. I did enjoy the original one. Uh, that terrified me as a kid. The first ter uh, uh, Pet Cemetery terrified me as a kid. Uh, 
But yeah, I love spooky movies. This is my favorite time of year. In fact, for me, spooky season when it comes to like the horror movies starts in September. That's how I watched all the Scream movies was in September. And then I started watching... Uh, last night, me and the wife were watching the, the new version of It. Um, so we had a great time with it. Resist. Resist I, it. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm sorry. I, I, I held it back. We're good. Uh, so yeah, that, that's what, what I do around this time is a lot of uh, scary movies. All right. And I'm not going to flip the coin because I'm jumping into my number one, spooky movies. Yep, hands down. Uh, we just watched last night Coco, um, which is, oh gosh. That's Coco. such a good movie. So good. I mean, it's not spooky, but it's Dia de los Muertos, which is a huge thing. In, down in, in this area. Down in this area, yeah. And, and oh man, that's a tearjerker. Oh my gosh. You get you it, every it, time. Every time. It, I have to like walk away. I'm like choking up a little bit. Gotta, Especially gotta with the, the grandma. The, oh the, my gosh, the grandma, Coco, yeah, yeah. yeah, grandma Coco, <laughs> it hurts, but yeah, we, a couple nights ago we watched uh, the first Adams Family, I just, I love it, because it made it was real Girl Scouts, like, I just love that movie, it's, uh, it's just an SNL Beetle bit at this Beetlejuice. point, Beetlejuice, yes, Hocus Pocus is another one, uh, Army of Darkness is the one I watch every year, mm -hmm. either Evil Dead or Army of Darkness, but yeah, I mean, all of those great movies, I love them, I, I love over-the-top uh, gore movies too, like the ones that are just like I'm hit or miss with some of them. Like Hobo, uh, Hobo with a shotgun was a little too over the top. I don't. I I haven't seen that one, but yeah, probably I'd probably be fine with it. But, but like uh, Dead Alive, hilarious. Yeah, Dead Alive is amazing. <laughs> I still need to find a way to watch that movie. I haven't seen it yet. Yet the season, but Reanimator is another That's good another one. one. Yeah, you know, just like all of those campy, like ridiculous, over the top horror movies. Yeah, just like all the... of them. One of the things me and my cousin used to do back in the day when we were younger, um, if we were staying at my grandma's house, um, mm -hmm. and this is this is AGB right here, Furs, which was a grocery store, which isn't around anymore in this area. Not in this area. They used to rent movies, and so we would go, and, and oh, she would only let us rent the 99-cent movies, which means it's got, like, the older films. Sure. So him and me would find, like, the campiest horror movie. Oh, yeah. And that's what we would watch around spooky season, because that we were only allowed to rent the 99-cent mm -hmm. movies. And so, best way to do it, we'd find, like, really old 1980s or really, like, that's where I first saw Pumpkinhead, was when we'd go rent that, because it was 99 All the cents. homemade ones. Yeah. Yep. No, those are all, those are amazing movies. I, I miss those, like, home, like, video rental places, like, not the non-blockbuster ones. Yeah, and so... The ones where I had all those weird, obscure movies. Oh, and when 2020 came around, uh, me and my wife uh, did a B-movie night for Halloween, like, the, mm -hmm. for the Halloween week, because she wasn't working, and there was much... So the funniest thing I saw, it was on Prime Video... Uh, it was it was a great hokey B movie kind of home video type thing. It was called Velocipaster. Yeah, I've uh, heard good things about that. It was hilarious. I do want to watch that one. It is great. Uh, so yeah, I highly recommend it. Okay, all right. Going if you like that style. Yeah, going into my number one uh, was already mentioned in your number two. Uh, spooky games. Uh, I already mentioned it, that this has been my new holiday tradition, uh, spooky season. Uh, every time we go to our friend's house, if we're playing campaign, campaign games, they get put on a back burner. I'm busting out all the spooky games. Horrified. Yep. Uh, I can't do Final Girl with them, but yeah, Final Girl, I'll play sure you them. can. No, not for four players. It wouldn't be fun. Yeah, for Final Girl, I bust yeah. that out for myself. Like, Jaws is really fun. Uh, there's... Quite a bit that I have up here. There was another one that I just played. Little Devils is another good one. But, I mean, that just gets played regardless. Elder Sign. Yeah. Um, Elder Tor got busted out last year. Um, 
I'm trying to think of another one. Cthulhu Death May Die get, may get busted out. So stuff like that. Um, Alien, Fate of Nostromo, I busted mm -hmm. out. Um, I wanted to get it played. They haven't played it this year, but I played it uh, like a year or two. When it first came out, we played it around spooky season when we did yep. that. So yeah, I, I just love playing spooky games. And for me, spooky movies and spooky games go together. I Like I was telling you, I'll put a spooky movie in the background. If I'm playing Final Girl with the Freddy Krueger type character, I'll put that on. There's a uh, Evil Morph in Season 2. I'll put Alien in the background uh, while I'm playing it because I love that movie a lot. So yeah, it's it's been fun for me to combine the two loves for Spooky Season, playing a spooky game and putting a spooky movie in the background. So yep. the, these two were interchangeable, one and two. So Awesome. Cool. Well, that goes into it. We hope you enjoyed our episode. We talked about different things that we like to do around the holiday season. Again, this is a bonus episode, a little di bit different than what we normally like to talk about. This is a board game podcast, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. um, but board game, board games were the number one and two for us. Yeah. So we want to thank you so much for tuning in. Um, if you ever want to join us, like our friends, Illuminous, Corrupt, Mario Fanatics, uh, I said Illuminous already, right? Yeah. Uh, new friend, John. Join us at twitch.tv slash everydayboardgames and chat with us and give us your opinions live. As well as you can find all video re-uploads on YouTube at youtube.com slash at everydayboardgamespodcast. And if you like what we do, there are three things you can do to help us grow on the platform. Subscribe if you're not, like the video, and comment down below and tell us your thoughts on the subject. As well as all audio versions can be found on most podcast, pla podcast platforms under Everyday Board Games Podcast. This includes Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, Podbean, and now Apple. And also, if you ever want to contact us directly, whether that's to send us an email, enter in future contests, or just to say hello, email us at everydayboardgames2020 at gmail.com. And also, stick around, because we have a bonus episode coming up live. So, as always, I've been your host, Daniel. And I've been your host, Daniel. And we want to thank you for listening to Everyday Board Games. And remember, every day is a good day for board gaming. <laughs>